Let's do it. Let's do it. Broadcasting from around the world, you're listening to The First 100, a podcast on how founders acquired their first 100 paying customers. Here's your host, Hadi Rodwan. Good to have you on the show, Nicola. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you very much, Adi. Thank you for joining the pod. It's always refreshing to see a pal in the insurance space because I'm in the insurance space and uh, it's a very topic that's dear to my heart, which I'd like to tackle it with you, especially that I did run an aggregator in my previous life. So, Nicola, I'll give a quick introduction about yourself. Nicola Robba is the co-founder of LifePal, uh, which is a B2C insurance aggregator in Indonesia. Essentially, you're a marketplace that lets users compare policies from more than 50 providers, get to the licensed agents on the phone, and eventually, if they need to file claims, they can go ahead and file claim and you're the leader in the southeast region i believe you've run also in your previous role uh, senior roles in alibaba and lazada and you came with a huge and extensive experience to do this e-commerce of insurance with lifepal which i believe has raised around 12 million to date so take us back to the founding aha moment how did you come up with the idea and how did you identify that there's a value proposition in Indonesia? Yes, everything started with uh, me and uh, a colleague of mine, uh, Giacomo, uh, from Lazada. We, as you explained, uh, came from a long experience uh, building uh, actually the first real e-commerce of the, in the region, uh, Lazada, which was present in all five countries in Southeast Asia. And then b- we basically thought, okay, let's take all our learnings uh, in uh, e-commerce and marketplace technology and uh, uh, use it uh, to another sector, so the insurance sector. Um, So that's how we came about the idea. Amazing. You have a very strong value proposition. It's evident from the number of people who visit your website, which is more than 9 million. You're selling to date around 3,000 policies per month. So that's an achievement. It's a tough achievement, especially when it comes to an insurance brand that's online. So Nicola, tell us, what is the hardest thing to launch an aggregator? At the beginning, the first problem that we had to face was uh, how do we essentially bring value to the customer by distributing insurance online? That was not as uh, simple as uh, it would be for example uh, when in lazada we had to think on of how distributing phones or uh, fashion items or health and beauty insurance is a very different product which um, for example doesn't necessarily rely on assortment like uh, other categories uh, in e-commerce like fashion and health and beauty that was definitely one of the first challenges that we had to face Uh, we had to step back a little bit from all of the learnings we had in lazada and understand how many we could apply also to insurance we essentially figured out pretty quickly that we started with health insurance but that didn't really pick up as we expected and so we went for uh, car insurance We shifted to car insurance because it was a much simpler product to explain to the customer. And uh, then we 
added the component of uh, a telesales agent. So an agent that could uh, explain to the customer even a simple product like car insurance, how it works and why they would need to buy from us and not from somewhere else. So these two discoveries uh, came uh, consequentially, and then we started to see the volumes picking up finally. And then it really became a matter of uh, discount and pricing. So that, that was uh, the third and last uh, uh, big discovery that then led us to finally find a product market fit in Indonesian market. Amazing. The show is about the first 100 customer. I know you're a B2C Tell us about your early acquisition strategy. How did you get visitors to your website? Especially when we are talking about insurance, there's your organic play, your non-organic. As you're starting, your organic is not there yet because you're a new brand. So paid acquisition is a strategy that's very well known, but it's expensive. Tell us how you've done it. Yeah, yeah, you said it very correctly. So again, coming from uh, experience in uh, e-commerce of fast consuming goods, we thought, okay, let's just do the basics. Uh, so Facebook, Google ads, and so on. We did that. And we've, as you said, very quickly realized that the cost of acquisition was really, really high because uh, you could not get the same conversion rate that you would get selling uh, f fashion or health and beauty products. So basically, then uh, we decided, okay, we need to find uh, more organic ways to bring uh, traffic to our website. And uh, that's when we started to build a very strong team in uh, content, which then wrote uh, more than 20,000 articles on insurance and finance uh, related topics. And that also thanks to the fact that there was not much competition in Indonesia on Bahasa language as you would expect in America on English language. We essentially became uh, very, very quickly number one uh, in uh, content and organic traffic in Indonesia. That allowed us to really kill our uh, cost of acquisition and scale up our business. Amazing strategy. So you relied essentially on content that's in a local language where the competition is much lower. So your ranking in keywords went up much faster in that case. In Indonesia, which is a country with low insurance penetration online, probably insurance carriers are still old school. How were you able to manage to convince them to come on your platform? Well, one peculiarity about the Indonesian market is that there are uh, about 40 companies with insurance license, which is an enormous number compared to other markets. But at the same time, uh, half of them are actually global insurances that came here uh, recently. So they actually apply the learnings that they've had in uh, more developed markets like Europe or the US. So they know that uh, digital distribution will become important also in Indonesia, especially given the high penetration of online e-commerce in Indonesia, also re with respect to more developed markets. So it wasn't that complicated to convince them that uh, there was a huge opportunity in uh, online distribution. However, there was a different challenge, which uh, was uh, the fact that these insurances were quite skeptic of uh, the quality of customers that we would get through online distribution. They were very scared that 
we would essentially get a lot of fraudsters, a lot of customers that essentially would then bring a high claim ratio to the portfolio. So we had to actually promise them that we would invest a lot in technology in order to prevent that. What sort of technology did you invest in to prevent loss ratio? Because to my knowledge, uh, specifically in car insurance, it's a commoditized product. So it comes inherently with the product configuration and the underwriting priced into each product. So what did you do that would ensure that there's no fraud or there's no huge claims that might come up with the platform? Again, if you look at the Indonesian market uh, here, there is a huge difference versus uh, the American market or European market because the Indonesian market, first of all, Indonesian market, first of all, the insurance is not mandatory. Car insurance is not mandatory, so the penetration uh, is quite low and there is no need to get insurance. Uh, as it's not as commoditized as it would be in the US uh, or in Europe. The dynamics of selling insurance are, are quite different. You can actually understand how to target seg- or create segments of customers that uh, have a low tendency to claim. We uh, started to analyze all this data as long as we were collecting the data ourselves, uh, but also looking at the data coming from the insurances. And uh, then we were creating profiles to which we would be selling a specific brand of insurance, therefore curating essentially the portfolio that we would create for this brand. And in such a way, we managed to actually control the claim ratio quite well. Very interesting proposition. So Indonesia is quite known for its financial literacy that it's low with large parts of the population being unbanked. Many of uh, the purchases when it comes to financial products could be first time and it would take time for the appetite to build up. How are you handling uh, what we call customer stickiness? Because today, as you're building LifePal, the brand loyalty is going up, but there's always the ability for the customer to switch. Yes. So how would you able to solve that customer stickiness and loyalty element? Yeah, you touch a very important point. Renewals in insurance are basically the livelihood of the business. And so it was very important also for us to ensure that uh, the stickiness of our customers. At the beginning, uh, we had a lot of problems in uh, keeping our renewal rate uh, high. But uh, eventually, uh, we, for example, have one huge difference uh, between us and every other insurance, which is that our data is extremely clean. We do KYC on all every single customer that buy with us. So we have then the certainty that the contact details of these customers are correct. With our CRM engine, we can essentially reach out to them in advance uh, to make sure that we are the first to present them the offer uh, to renew. Timing is uh, absolutely important when it comes to renewal uh, in this market. And then second of all, uh, yes, eventually price always uh, is the king. We wanted to try to get out a bit of this trap where price is king because uh, we cannot just continue to discount forever uh, on our products. So what we recently did uh, just uh, nine months ago, we work uh, very closely with 
one insurance partner, one of the main insurance in Indonesia, and we launched our white label product, which is a product that has its own brand, LifePal, and has its own experience on our consumer app. You can do claim on our consumer app. You have a 24-7 chat service to help you in case of accident or any other question. So we hope that the, all these services essentially will ensure that our customers uh, will, be, will stick with us for longer. Amazing. Thank you for sharing that tactic. What is the principle that you live by that has helped you on your entrepreneurial journey? The number one principle is always listen to your customers. Everyone uh, in our team uh, and our, starting from our co-founders, we all really try to talk as much as possible to the customers or also to the intermediaries, so the agents. And uh, we really try to listen what the problems are. And by iterating on the product, then we improve little by little. If you were to share with us one thing that you've learned from Alibaba and you brought it with you and one thing that you had to unlearn, what would those two things be? Unlearn definitely the urgency of scaling. I used to work there and, for example, uh, the last year in Lazada, we launched the new seller center for 60,000 sellers across five different countries. And that was a, a great learning for me, but it wasn't a learning that I could apply easily in my entrepreneurial journey. You need to learn that even just listening to one single customer is uh, can be very important at the beginning. And you should not just look at numbers, essentially. What I have learned in Lazada Alibaba and served me a lot uh, in this journey was, I guess, managing the priorities and setting up the correct roadmap in order to succeed in this market, I would say. Amazing, Nicola. One last question. What's next for LifePath? So right now we are extremely excited about uh, this white label product. Like I said before, uh, we, we started to develop it nine months ago. We launched it around six months ago. And uh, it's not just showing a great uh, interest from the market uh, because it's really growing very fast, but it is also showing incredible numbers in terms of claim ratio. Why? Because we, again, using the learnings that I mentioned before, uh, we really work very hard on curating the portfolio and only allocating, for example, good uh, customers uh, with no claim uh, previous from the renewal portfolio and also only a certain segments of customers uh, that would come to LifePal for the first time. LifePal in the next uh, to 24 months, essentially, will really try to continue to grow this product and at the same time keeping this incredibly good uh, uh, claim ratio, which would then uh, put us by far in the top position of uh, performing M car insurance products in Indonesia. Thank you for sharing your story. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you, Nicola. How can people reach you? They can reach to me on my LinkedIn. That's the easiest way. We'll put everything in the show notes. We wish you the best of luck at LifePath. Have a great day. Thank you, Adi. Have a great day as well. Thank you so much for listening to The First 100. 
We hope it inspired you in your journey. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or Spotify, and share it with a friend starting their entrepreneurship journey. Leave us a five-star review. Your support will help spread our podcast to more viewers. 